0: Hold music is designed to give you this sense of unrequited longing and anticipation. Every single piece of hold music I've ever heard builds and builds into this crescendo and then there's this beautiful release. But nothing happens. In a perfect world, after that drop in tension, someone would pick up the phone. The reason hold music is irritating is because the tension is never released. It's like the customer service equivalent of edging. I've been on hold so many times in the past week that I can literally feel my sanity unraveling. I'm certain we could interrogate people simply by making them wait on hold with their local utilities company. My friend Laura and I have developed this obsession with purchasing domain names. It's really unhealthy because every time we think of a really good one, we just have to buy it. And at $9 a pop, that's usually fine, except by now we probably both have dozens of them that we aren't using. So the other day, we were talking about maybe just forcing other people to buy domain names so we can live through them. Like some kind of Twilight Zone curse where we can't be relieved of the burden until someone else takes it on. You know, you show up to a bar late at night when everyone's pleasantly toasted but not belligerent. And then you target someone, and then they wake up the next morning in a bathtub filled with ice with bringbackelf.com scrolled across their bathroom mirror in lipstick. We were joking about this back and forth, but then I checked and realized BringBackAlf.com actually exists. What's more, the webmaster also has alftv.com and probably some others. He even has a Pinterest port up that has a bunch of Alf stuff and then some unrelated stuff just to make it seem not weird. But that's actually all normal. My entire existence as a millennial is to bring back the past so I can relate. The weird part is that then I noticed he hadn't updated any of his websites since 2014. That is what's strange to me. Because what happened? Who goes so far as to build an online content empire about ALF and then just stops? It doesn't make any sense. It's disconcerting. Did he die? Did ALF take him? Did ALF betray him? I feel like there has to be something. There's more to this story. And what's even weirder is that they have a currently updated Twitter account that just has a bunch of Facebook links that are all broken and lead to nowhere. It's a current account. The last tweet was 15 hours ago, but the links lead to nowhere. It's just one of these strange mysteries that lie forever preserved in the vastness of the web. So I have this new story, and it's fantastic, but I'm just going to warn you, it's dark. I've been meeting with fencing contractors lately to build a fence. It would be weird if it was just like a hobby. And I always follow the rule of getting three or four quotes for every major project. just gives me a better baseline overall. Now, I live in the Bible Belt, so no one takes me seriously. I'm also like 5'1 and 110 pounds so people further don't take me seriously. Most contractors I work with ask me where my husband is, that's just how things are in this part of country. So I usually play dumb at first and then play hardball later on. And that's not something that I enjoy doing, it's just a lot easier on me. My landlord tried to charge me an extra month's rent even though he's the one trying to sell the place that I'm currently living in. He asked me to leave in July and then he tried to charge me for August. And I asked him, why am I being charged for August? And he said, well, we require 45 day notice to move and we round it up because that's reasonable. And again, he's the one who wants me to move. So I emailed him and I said, you know, I'm just a freelancer and I understand little of the ways of real estate, but doesn't that mean that I also keep possession until the end of August? Because again, he is the one who wants me to move. We went back and forth about the legalities and the clarity of this all, and then he responded back, I can see this is going to be a sticking point, I'll revise the number. And then I responded, oh thank you, I'd just been curious if I had to leave the utilities on. Because I'm a dick. And the thing about playing dumb is that I feel it isn't that morally bankrupt as long as you don't do it the entire time. As long as they walk away realizing that they screwed up somewhere and they probably underestimated someone, it's fine. But this really isn't something that I intentionally developed. It's that people confuse nice with being stupid. They do it all the time. I'm sweet and polite, and they think that that means that I'm a little touched in the head. Every time I'm nice to people, they think I'm a gullible idiot. I know what they're doing. I know what they're saying. I'm a smart person. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to be a belligerent asshole. So my current landlord wants to install fencing for me at my new place, and he wants to charge me $9,000 for a 100 linear feet of cedar privacy fence. Just in case you don't know, that's a $3,000 job at most. So that's a markup of three times. But see, by playing as though I have no idea what things cost, I now know that he's an asshole who would try to rip me off, and that's valuable knowledge. But going back to the fence contractors, I called three contractors in off Angie's list and scheduled appointments. Predictably, two of them asked me where my husband was. And the one that didn't ask me where my husband was, that's the one I hired. But the best story is the guy who didn't just ask me where my husband was, but he literally told me that he could rape me. We went back and forth, we did the measurements, and then he started drawing up the projected quote in my kitchen. And then he says to me, as an afterthought, You know, I'm just a contractor, you invited me into your house, you're wearing a dress, I could easily drag you into the other room and rape you right now. You need to present yourself like you have a man. Just lie and say that you have a husband and that he's a big, tough guy because someone like me can just walk right in and rape you because you're a little thing and you need protection. And there's so many layers to that. There's so many layers to that because one, it implies that just having a husband, even if he's not present, will stop another man from raping you. Like they're alone with you, but they're going to think, oh no, she's someone else's property. So they're not going to rape you. It has nothing to do with the fact that she might call the police later. No, it's just that she has a husband, so she's owned. But here's the really great thing, and I use great in an unusual case here. I honestly don't think it was a threat. I really don't, because I was there and I understood what he was saying. I think from his perspective, it was genuinely friendly advice. Because he went on to tell me how I could connect my security alarm system and how I could set up a panic button to go directly to the police. This is the huge disconnect between men and women in the Midwest and South. Because a man knows he's not a rapist. A man like this knows that he is thinking about raping someone, so he assumes that everyone else will as well. And because he's a good-natured rape thinker, he thinks it's reasonable to give this type of advice. And because he knows he's personally not going to rape someone, he assumes that everyone else knows that, and it can't possibly be a threat. So I mean, maybe my landlord's $9,000 quote included not being raped. Or maybe it included some kind of rape insurance premium. Maybe they're licensed and bonded against rape, and that artificially inflates the price. Maybe I really should have asked them for an itemized invoice before judging them. Alright guys, have a fantastic night. Tune in Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. central, and follow me on Twitter at J.A.KiloIndia.